Sometimes there's nothing quite like an in-person gathering to energize and inspire. And if you were lucky enough to attend this year's Momentum Fest, then you'll know all about this. But if not, if like me, you weren't quite able to get there, then don't worry, I've got you covered because today I've invited the host and creator of Momentum Fest onto the show today to share all about what happened, what to expect next year, and how she manages it all. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran, and I'm so happy that you are joining me again today and that I am joined by a very special friend and guest, um, someone who's actually been on the podcast before, and that person is Jessica Vallant. If you don't know Jessica, then you should. She is an incredible human being. Not only is she a very talented physical therapist and Pilates teacher, but she's also the owner of Jessica Vallant Pilates and the founder of Momentum Fest. Now, Momentum Fest is a celebration of movement that happens every year in Colorado, Denver, Colorado. And we just, she just, Jessica just wrapped this year's event. And as a sponsor of the event, I wanted to bring Jessica on to share with us a little bit more about what happened um, if you were able to make it. So you can hear a little bit about um, the behind the scenes, the highs, the, the things that happened. Um, and so perhaps, so in case you're looking to go next year, you can hear a little bit more about what to expect. So welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for your sponsorship. Um, we are just so grateful that you had a presence, even if it wasn't in person, you were definitely there. I know I had major FOMO, I have to say. I really did. <laughs> Um, but it was really fun to see, um, see all of the smiling faces. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I always, um, that, you know, hear about the event. And I know that's one of the things that you really, um, have, you know, was, has been driving you to put the event together every, every year and perhaps found the event in the first place. Um, and everyone, it really is a, it feels from the outside, like it really is a very joyful, um, gathering of people, um, to people doing what they love and being a community of people doing what they love. And that love, that thing they love is, is movement. Um, so we're fresh off the back of Momentum Fest. You just closed the, the event just three days ago. Yeah, right? On Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And today's Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that you probably had all of the feels, the, all the feels of like the, the, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but you know, you come down the other side and, Tell me about how it all went for you. It, it went great. Always we come out. People, somebody described it as like planning 1,000 weddings at once. I'm like, that's probably about <laughs> yes. right. Um, and so if, you, yeah, if you've had that kind of big event when you come down after, that's exactly what it's like. And you're like, whew, okay, that just happened. Um, and it, it truly is an amazing experience. I the fun aspect is a really important part. And that's something we've always tried to infuse in. And then another part is 
like the feeling of being safe. And that's become more and more important over the past few years. That idea of does everyone feel safe here? Is this a safe place to to move for all different bodies? It is. Is it a safe place to, um, you know, show your emotions, whether it's joy and sometimes it's tears. We get a lot of tears too. Is it a safe place to just be honest and be vulnerable? Um, and we even had a roundtable all about that at this event on creating a safe space. And so I, those two things really came up a lot, both the idea of this is so fun. I can be myself. It's easy. Um, it's fairly casual and, you know, popping in and out of classes and trying different things. And then also I feel safe to be me. And that's something, those are two things we really, really strive for layered on top of, you know, bringing in amazing presenters who really teach awesome things. I mean, we offer CECs, we have powerful classes. You are going to learn a lot when you come, but we want we want it to be more than that. We really want it to be this visceral experience that you feel in your body that when you leave, you know, you were seen, you were heard and you have a place with us always if you choose to. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how the event is structured. I know you've got different classes um, and, and a little bit about um, the different types of movements that, that happen in the event. So we, we structure it almost like a festival. So right. it's kind of structured with that idea that there's th- basically three major blocks during each time frame, And we have six different time frames throughout the day, each are an hour long. So three in the morning before lunch, three in the afternoon after lunch. And you can, and each time block, you can choose one of three main things that you can go to. And it is layered all from basic traditional classical Pilates, which we have some of, then we have bar, we have yoga, we have hip hop dance, we have African drumming. We have, um, this work, Andrea Mitchell came in and did breath work in collage. And then her and Jason partnered up to do a meditation class. We have some Reiki thrown in there. Um, we do a lot of self-empowering kind of talks and then we do roundtables. So our two roundtables this year were, like I mentioned, creating a safe space. And then we also did a roundtable about empowering your teaching. Um, we brought in Jessica Van to teach on equity and equality in the fitness industry. So we touch on a lot of different things. So you can move your body. You can also take a break from movement and really move more your mind and your spirit. And you can and you can pop in and out. Like I said, it's really meant to kind of be okay, I tried that, cool, but tomorrow I need to stretch. So I'm going to try that now and I'm going to try this. And then we do offer reformer and chair classes also. And then um, Danica this year offered a really awesome two-hour reformer workshop for extra CECs. So again, if you're looking for more, hey, I just need to kind of get that really down and dirty learning for my certification, then we offer that. If you are an enthusiast, like we had an amazing woman come in who I talked to who's in the cycling industry. She's like, I don't do Pilates. Great. Come on in. And she found many things to support her as well. So that's what we try to do is we really want to just support movement and body, mind and spirit wherever you are. If you're a teacher, if you're a mover, whatever industry you happen to be in. Yeah. And how has the event evolved? Because how many years have you been? Is this the This was our fifth? fifth. Fifth? This is our fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. Uh, thank That's you. That's awesome. So how yeah. has it evolved from the first go around? Um, I'm sure you've added and adjusted along the way. Yes. We, I was telling you before this, we always 
um, my husband and I, Brian, who's the co-founder, we always sit down after the event and kind of write down what went well, what didn't, what do we need to change? Um, we did a survey after the first event and one of the biggest pieces of feedback we got was I need some sessions where I don't move. We did only <laughs> movement sessions the whole first year. And I thought, oh, that's, that's a good idea. That's a good point. <laughs> so that was one of the main things the second year we did was bringing in. Um, at first, we asked the movement teachers, is there anything you, you want to sit and talk about? Like what's important to you that maybe is a non-movement session? And then the next iteration of that was, oh, there are some really awesome people doing just workshops out there without movement, like who aren't in the movement industry. How do we find some of those people? So we really have branched out in inviting people to come and saying, you're doing some really cool stuff in this sphere that has nothing to do with what we do as Pilates teachers, but is really important as a teacher and as a mover. Um, so that's a big thing that we've added and changed. And I think it's, it's just really helped the overall feel of what we do and help people really tap into some of their needs that they might have. Um, another piece is, and I talked about this during the final closing ceremony of Momentum Fest this year. So first two years, I was creating what I felt like was a safe space, realizing during 2020 that what felt like a safe space to me as a cisgender privileged white woman wasn't necessarily a safe space for everyone. And that was a big lesson. And so Jessica Van, who I mentioned, we hired her and she became our diversity DEIB coach and has really helped start to make a pathway for us to make sure that this is a safe space for everyone, for all bodies, that we're using the language we need to use. So that's been another big shift for us because it's really important to our vision and our mission and our values. Um, and so that has been really important to be a part of. And I know there's still a lot of work left to do in our industry and for us. So that's another piece. Um, and then just seeing to the vendor part. So I always had visions of, I wanted clothes, I wanted candles, like the things <laughs> I wanted to buy when yeah. I went to a festival yeah. that aren't typical of conferences. Like give me more than a flyer, right? I want to buy really cool yeah. things. And so I feel like each year our vendors kind of become more a part of that. We, we did have some awesome products with people in the Pilates world developing their own products and coming and then we had great clothing and small business who, who are giving back and nonprofits. And so that's a really important community piece to me, too, that people can just hang out in that vendor area and talk and share stories and really find networking there. Yeah. And I, you know, that is a really important component. I think we've seen quite a lot of innovation in our industry, in, in folks developing and, and branching out within our world and looking for ways and opportunities to give our industry and our community, you know, more of the things that they want. And I think that there has been a, a lot of innovation, a lot of um, new products and a lot of merchandise and opportunities there. So, and I agree, I think that we appreciate that. So it's sort of about supporting each other and those who are willing to innovate within in our community, which allows then, you know, more innovation as well. So that's all really wonderful. And so tell me, I know that you said you did your debrief. And so how do you see, you know, future years of Momentum Fest? How do you, what are your kind of like big dreams for, for the event? I, that's a great question. And I'm going to be honest that I don't have any big dreams right now, only because I feel like I'm still 
figuring out what's happened the past two years in our world. <laughs> we did. We had some big visions um, together, Brian and I, about where we thought it could go and this and this. And then 2020 happened in all aspects. And and we just felt like we had to just make it like we just wanted to serve the people who had already bought a ticket. I mean, those big, like long-term visions became, okay, how do we serve people in this moment right this day? And then how do we do another event um, to honestly just try to get them their money back and us not lose money on the space? And that was kind of 2021 was, all right, a hybrid virtual and in-person because it was important to do it again. But also, let's just take a breath and see where we are and make sure everyone was served. Everyone who had paid got what they paid for. Okay, we did it. That's kind of how we felt. And so I feel like it's almost almost like starting again, you know, yeah. five years was just, no one could predict what the past five years yeah. could have brought. Yeah. So now we're truly starting again, wondering where it does go and what it means. Um, the one thing I do feel, and I don't know if you feel this or other people in the industry, our industry just has changed. And I think a lot, I did, I'm like, okay, it'll, it'll just switch back, right? At some point, we're just going to switch back. But I actually don't, I don't think it will because we're all different humans than mm-hmm. we were. Yeah. Two and three years ago. Yeah. So how does that affect us wanting to be together in person? How does it affect people buying tickets to these large events? Um, how is it different now that the economy is changing? Do people still want CECs? Do they don't now that they can get them online really easily from home? So a lot of it for us is just what what is just human psychology? Where are we? Where are mm-hmm. we with our industry? And do people want to come together? And that's the one thing I do find every time we do Momentum Fest is, yes, there's there's a lot of us who still want to be together. And so what now does that look like? And again, supporting the people who want to be there, still trying to get the word out because I feel like there's a lot of people who's in the industry who still don't know what Momentum Fest is. And then how do we make it continue to be that safe space and make people want to get out of their pajamas and out of their living room to come to an event. Yep. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's really kind of where we are. Yeah. Instead of those long-term visions more, okay, to do one more year, what does it look like in this new world we're sitting in right now? Knowing that that world could change again, any moment. Right. Right. I definitely agree with you that people do still want to be together in person. Um, And I think that there is what I I think kind of the other side of this kind of huge shift that we've, you know, we've all experienced is that there is for sure a permanent place for the online access to many things that were not really accessible online before. And that that's not going away. That's here to stay. And the challenge for all of us that have the ability to do both in-person and online um, and deliver online and in-person services, whether it's an event or you're teaching, is what's the right mix. And I think that is something that we're all still figuring out because there are certainly some people who will like... (laughs) absolutely never go on another Zoom call again, right? And never do another Zoom workout. And there are some people who are like, I love this. This is, this is perfect. This is exactly what I need. And then there are some people who are kind of, kind of in the middle and in between. And, you know, some days they'll do one, the other day they'll do another. And so, which is it? And, and I think 
you know, more than anything else, what we now have though, is just a bigger opportunity to, to come together, whether that is online or in person. And, and I don't think the in-person stuff is any less important today than it was, you know, five years ago. It still is so incredibly important. The connections of being in person is just really important for, you know, we're, we're humans, we're human beings. We like to be a part of community. So absolutely. Absolutely. We want to be together for sure. And I, I agree. Yep. And I think it's, I think people are just as they should be more discerning now that we have choices before we didn't have a choice. There were a few online things available and what was, was an afterthought. It wasn't high quality. It wasn't something we did. So now we, we have more choices, which is a good thing. And so you really do kind of have to, whatever services you are. And I feel this very much as an online business owner doing because my entire other life is online. It's completely online, right? And felt, <laughs> yeah. And I felt this year, like doing the app, that was a big part of, I need to step up my game because there are so many online options now and people are more discerning. They can put their money more places. So how do I set myself apart? And the app was a part of that. And I think, yeah, in person, is it's all the same. You just, you need to find a way to set yourself apart you need to respect that people have hard-earned money and they have choices of where to put it, and um, they are going to be more discerning about it. So, how do we how do we serve the niche that's needed in the industry, and how do we keep doing that? Yeah, and how do we keep doing it? And you know, I think you got to you you, know, you are so smart to do your debrief so soon after because you're kind of in that moment where you're not going to forget anything and going to feel all the feels, and so you know, it's about doing, keep doing what more of what is working and what people are enjoying. And it sounds like you're, you know, every time you do this, I'm sure you learn a lot about what works and what doesn't. And that's the important of the debrief. And, um, and so I'm excited to see what, what next year looks like for you. Yeah, I know me too. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so I kind of, I'm kind of intrigued. So how many people came to Momentum Fest this year? 200. 200 about people. 200. It's a lot of people to organize. Yeah. 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 So what was, how many people came the first year? We had 250. That's the interesting thing. So we had 250 the first year. Yeah. We had 400 year two. Wow. And then we were on track for around 500 for year three. And year three happened to be 2020. Right. So, yeah. and that's where I say like, I, We'll see. I don't know. Cause we still haven't gotten back up to year one numbers, but that being said, I think the people who've been there the last two years, last year and this year would agree. It's been our most intimate event. It has been the most community building and relationship and people have spent the most money on vendors and developed lifelong um, relationships. So I feel like it's more important to us than ever. And so even that idea, and again, maybe if you're out there in the business world wondering what's happening, if, if your online community seems like it's not as big as you want it to, it isn't always about the number of people. I know it needs to be from a monetary standpoint for sure, but it is interesting to see what can happen sometimes with fewer people and the relationships that can develop. I agree. Yes. People. Yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So when, how, so how long, when do you start planning next year? <laughs> we, um, I, I take the summer off is what yes. I try to do. So, Good. and then we'll come back and regroup in like September 1st. That's yeah. what we try to do. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sure, you know, having been involved in events similar to this, you know, you, there are contracts that have to be signed and agreements yeah. that have to be, you know, put in place. And then there's yeah. also organizing all of the presenters and making sure that the processes for um, inviting um, folks to apply to present or inviting folks to present all have to kind of happen far enough in advance and getting all of those things all organized is not, you know, is not, um, well, let's say it probably is quite time consuming, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it's it a lot be. that goes into it. A yeah. lot of different hats yes. you have to wear. And as you said earlier, you know, you do also have your, you know, a thriving online business, Jessica Volant Pilates, which is also keeping you busy and you're a mom. So how do you manage all of those different hats that you wear? I, I don't do it well is the first one I'll say. I, I don't sleep a lot at night. <laughs> I'll stay <laughs> up at night and work. So it's things that just aren't necessarily sustainable. I feel like I can do them separately. And so when I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids for sure. I don't work. Um, like I don't have my phone on or anything. I try to set it aside. So when they're done with school and our son is in preschool, so he's not even in school full time. So I'm with him exclusively a couple days a week. And those are just the days I don't work but they go to bed at night at nine and I work until midnight. And that's a big thing that isn't sustainable. So anyone watching, you can do anything for a season, right? <laughs> but just know that you do have to start. I believe, and that's where I am is trying to figure out how do I put in my own boundaries so that this can be sustainable. And some of it is bringing in help. So this year at Momentum Fest, um, an amazing person, her name is Marissa Malzone. She's a friend of mine from years ago in Hawaii, actually moved to Colorado last year after Momentum Fest. She said, um, cause she had been there for a few times. She was an ambassador and she said, I would love to really get involved and help you and work with you. And so when people offer, it's learning to say, yes, please, I will take some help. And so she came on board onto the team and had some designated roles. And that was huge this year on helping. And so some of it is me just learning how to delegate how to bring in team members. Um, Laura Crump comes in every year and she's our volunteer coordinator. So some of it is just that learning where can someone else help? And then also like knowing what my, my priority is always going to be that I don't say no to the kids if they need something. And of course, I don't mean like if we go to target, I'll say no to them. Of <laughs> course. But if something has happened at school and my daughter says, mommy, I really need to talk to you about this. I don't ever want to say no to that in the moment. If we're at the pool and my son's like, I'm going to show you my jump. I never want to be like, no, I don't want to see it. Yes, I can see that. So knowing that that's always going to be my priority, I then set my work hours pretty exclusively on times they're at school or if my husband can be with them. And I say, okay, that's when I'm going to fit in my work. And since I know those are my priorities, it's up to me to not overload myself and schedule what's doable in that time. So, and that's the part I'm still working on, to be honest. I think that's so very challenging for most people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause we think we can do more than we can, mm -hmm. or we feel like we owe it to people to do more than we can. And so that's one part of that kind of post game analysis we do every year is a big part of it is just me. What worked for my time schedule? Where did it not, you know, with us continuing, where do we need help? What can we maybe take away? Because I tend to just make things really complicated when they don't need to be. Like they, I can probably simplify 10 things. 
So honestly, it's something I'm working on. And that's a big goal of mine this coming year is, can I get a little more sleep? Can this be more sustainable? Can I set my own boundaries within my personality so that I still love it all and it works for us? And I think it's an ongoing, I think you have to be willing to change it. I think you have to be willing to try. And if it doesn't work and it doesn't feel right in your gut, then you change it and you try something else. And then maybe you try something else. So I don't think there's a right or a wrong. I think it's what's right for you and your life and your goals for your life. Right. A hundred percent. I don't, yeah, no two people will have the same ability to juggle or manage. Everyone has their unique kind of fit bucket, I think, for sure. And, you know, one of the things that I think I've learned in the last couple of years, having, you know, wearing lots of different hats, having lots of different projects is I feel like there was a point in time where I thought if I just got to there or if I just got to the end of the week or if I got through my to-do list or if I got this thing done, that then everything would be, I'd be able to just relax and then put my feet up and it'd be all fine. But the reality is that something else comes up, you know, like, you know, and so there's almost an acceptance, I think perhaps not of, I don't know what the right word is, but not of just an acceptance that, you know, there will always be something and that, you know, you, you kind of just have to be able to roll with, with it. And if you're giving yourself that kind of, um, if you're giving yourself that chance to just go with whatever, whatever pops up and knowing you can handle it, then you're going to be, you're going to be able to just keep moving forward, um, at a pace that works. And, you know, I do think that saying no is that other part to that though, is that you kind of do need to sort of say, well, actually, no, that's not, that's not worth not just my time, but my energy as well. Right. Yep. And I think for me, a big realization during all this is personality type because all, like you said, I could get to a point where it's like, oh, that's done and that's done and that's done. I can rest, but I probably won't rest. I will find something else to fill that time because that's how I, it's just what I do for whatever reason. So a lot of the time it is looking deeper than that to-do list for me, at least right now it's okay. Can I, like, I have a goal once both kids are in school, again, everything's a season, but at some point in my life, both kids will be full-time in school. Can I take like two half days a week? That is just me, like going on hikes, going on runs where I actually don't do anything. I have a couple goals of, okay, I think for myself, I need to know how to not do anything. I need to know how to sit and not make myself fill the time. So yeah, knowing, okay, what is your personality type? And do you need to dig a little deeper to avoid that burnout? Because burnout is a big thing and we need to, and able to give to others, we really do have to take care of ourselves in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And a lot of what you do is giving, you know, with your, with your teaching, with the event, you know, there's a lot of energy that it's expended to helping others feel happy and healthy. And, um, Mm -hmm. I agree. You've got to look after yourself for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I got bronchitis really bad three weeks before the event, two and a half weeks on antibiotics. I went to the doctor and I just remember looking at Brian saying, I think this is my body telling me something. (laughs) I think, and sometimes it takes that. I mean, for all of us, whoever's listening, you all know burnout and your body will tell you, and it's, I'm 44. I'm like, it's time I listen, you know, it's time. (laughs) time I listen to that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We are all, I think, guilty of pushing ourselves that bit further than 
perhaps is is good but yeah for sure for sure so how are you planning to you know take a moment what's your what are you excited about in the next couple of weeks just to replenish and to revive yourself I well this is funny but like just so just last night we got the kids to sleep on time which is a miracle in the summer anyway they were actually asleep they were both tired and I came down and my husband and I made popcorn and we watched half of the movie. And that might sound crazy to a lot of people because you do it all the time. We don't. We come downstairs at night and we open our computers and we both get as much work as we can done. So the fact that we didn't have any devices, I left my phone upstairs, I didn't check my computer and we just watched half of the new James Bond movie, eating popcorn. We looked at each other like, wow, we're proud of us. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So proud of myself. Um, so things like that, that's kind of my goal of letting myself not open it at night. No one needs me emergency at night. Nothing has to be done. I always take the rest of the summer off. I'll have my zoom calls, but I don't launch anything new. Um, it's always my plan to just, I want to take the kids to the pool. I want to take them on to the park. I just want to be able to say, yeah, what are we doing today? I adjust my schedule to do my appointments early in the morning before they're really going versus when they're at school. So that's my goal to clean out. Like, I don't know if you guys have, you know, closets that just have been building with paperwork that you haven't touched. I mean, I, yeah, you can't see it's off to the side, but I mean, I have some of those from the past two years that I haven't touched. That's my goal. Spring clean. Clean out, organize, play with the kids, enjoy the weather, um, take some breaths. Yeah. 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 Awesome. That's fantastic, Jessica. Well, I really appreciate all that you do for everyone in our industry with Momentum Fest and sharing all of your, your sharing your energy, sharing your, um, all of those good vibes with everyone at the, at the event and before and after. So thank you so much. And I think we'd we'd like to have you come back on and share a little bit more about what's going to be coming up next time at Momentum Fest. So I'm going to link to all the places where people can find you in the show notes for sure. Um, But really quickly, if people are kind of thinking about their plans for next year already and are thinking about maybe they want to come along to Momentum Fest, roughly what are the dates for next year? It's always the last weekend of June. So it's around summer solstice. So it's the weekend I could pull up my calendar, but I don't know. The last weekend of June is when it always is. Perfect. Tell you that. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Perfect. In Denver. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, looking yes, forward to it already. To mark those dates. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that everyone, yeah. I'm always kind of like, okay, well, let me see. What do I have going on? Where can I, what, what, you know, and so you kind of, you don't want everything to be all at the same time. So it's, it's getting exactly. that on the calendar first, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always. I know. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing with us today, Jessica. I really appreciate it. Always, always so, so fun to chat with you. I know you too. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder. There is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Mm